The finalization of the Miami Dolphins 53-man roster continues with some re-signing, some injury designations, practice squad additions, all that here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in on a daily basis. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. We are just getting started with this 2023 NFL regular season. We are one week away from kickoff with Detroit versus Kansas City. We are 10 days away from the Dolphins facing the Los Angeles Chargers in week one. And the Dolphins made some more moves yesterday. We heard from general manager Chris Greer. Uh, we aren't quite done yet. There's some open spots on the practice squad. Uh, but we're just kind of going to walk through what was finalized yesterday. And it was some things that we anticipated seeing. Uh, maybe not necessarily huge surprises. What ultimately the Dolphins decided to do with their uh, opened roster spots after they cut down to 53. But. Uh, that there's some strategy there. I think we saw that come to life, but the biggest, especially for me on this podcast, uh, as somebody who's been a champion of this brand, the biggest relevation that came through yesterday is that Miami Dolphin safety, Elijah Campbell is not going on injured reserve. Mike McDaniel made this sound like a very significant timeline when he first spoke about Elijah Campbell's, lower body injury that he suffered in the final preseason game. So Chris Greer's up there and he's given his spiel to the media. One of the, the four annual holidays out of the, the calendar year when Chris talks to the media, it feels like I uh, wish we heard from him more, but Chris is talking to the media and they were, was asked. Um, it was kind of presumpted that presumed that you would have Jalen Ramsey, Robert Jones and Elijah Campbell all going on injured reserve. And, and Chris at first, kind of played hardball with that information and, and said that that's not not what's going to happen. And uh, he then divulged that uh, Elijah Campbell will not be going on injured reserve. Now, what you did have was you did have Jalen Ramsey and Robert Jones placed on injured reserve after the 53-man cutdown window. So you had two roster spots that opened up. And when those players are eligible or ready, to come back off of injured reserve, it is a minimum of four weeks that they must, or four games that they must miss. You would then have to cut a player and create a space on the 53 to put that player back on. So we have Robert Jones and Jalen Ramsey going to injured reserve. Jalen Ramsey, obviously with the uh, meniscus repair surgery that he had about a month ago, he's about four weeks out from that. Uh, hopefully that timeline continues to be one that the Dolphins are optimistic about. Chris Greer confirmed yesterday that the team is expecting him back uh, at some stage this season. We'll see when that is. Ramsey himself has been pretty vocal that he's uh, he's going to be pretty aggressive on trying to get back sooner rather than later. We'll see what that looks like. Robert Jones, 
suffered a sprained MCL. They said that was about a four to six week injury. That was a week and a half ago, about. So probably, you know, four weeks uh, from now is is week three. You have to miss four games. So you're into that like five, five and a half week window uh, for Robert Jones before in a best case scenario from a healing perspective, he'd be ready after the first month of the season, which is um, digestible for, for a player that's depth. And, and certainly with the Dolphins keeping uh, Lee Meikenberg and Lester Cotton, if you need to open a 53 spot, I, I do think keeping four tackles was an unforeseen development. Uh, Keon Smith earned it and credit to him for doing it. So you have Teron Armstead, Austin Jackson, Kendall Lamb, and Keon Smith to tackle. I think Lester Cotton has the least positional flexibility. I think he's the one that will be on the bubble and will have to perform well between now and when Robert Jones is ready to come back off to keep that spot. So big fist pump for Elijah Campbell, not going on injured reserve. That, that means presumably Elijah Campbell could potentially be ready to play football in the next month with whatever his lower body injury was. And, and uh, you know, that the, the body language there was not good, but that is a win for Miami where I, I think you saw, you're probably not going to see Campbell be ready to go for the start of the season because the team opted to keep a fifth safety in Verone McKinley and McKinley was originally communicated to that. He was going to be cut. Um, or at least it was reported that McKinley was communicated to that. He was going to be cut. And then it didn't happen. So I can't imagine that range of, of emotional roller coaster for Verone McKinley, but uh, that's a player who I, I think gives you some indication that at least for the start of the season, Campbell will not be ready, but just based on the timeline of, well, we, you could put him on IR, open up a spot, and it's four games. That would stand to be within reason. The Dolphins expect Elijah Campbell's going to be ready to, to suit up again within the next month, uh, whereas Jalen Ramsey and, and Robert Jones, those two are not. So the Dolphins get two spots that open up and what they ultimately did with those. Um, you saw some strategy from the dolphins with who they cut when they went to 53 cuts. I think we all looked at uh, what the dolphins had in a couple of rooms across their 53 man roster and kind of observed this probably isn't sustainable. We would expect a move is coming here. And at least one of those cases, you did get a move. Uh, I, I think the other quote unquote unsustainable room, you saw them make a move with the practice squad that, that at least buys you some time based on what the practice squad rules are these days. And we, of course, will be getting into that next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, starting with what re-signings the Dolphins made off of the 53 uh, or off of their 90 man from when they cut the 53 and then had the two spots open up courtesy of Jalen Ramsey and Robert Jones going on in your reserve. That is next here on Locked on Dolphins. Listen, guys, uh, you need to get ready. NFL season is right around the corner. Like we said, it is one week away from the start of the NFL season. And you got to get ready with the incredible offers that we have over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday tickets from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and everything in between. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you do not want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 
had a few guys come back. That was the strategy uh, with the 53 cuts. And the Dolphins opted to bring back a defensive back, surprise, surprise, with uh, the commitment that they have made to that position room. Not surprised at all that it's a corner with Perry Nickerson, who pretty much came in and earned a spot. Now, I don't think Perry Nickerson would have had a spot if Keon Crossan did not suffer what Chris Greer described as a freak injury yesterday at practice. Or, or was it yesterday at practice? It was two days ago at practice. Um, but Keon Crossan did apparently suffer a freak injury on Tuesday at practice uh, that ended his season. And as a result, you have this special teams depth nickel potential player. And Perry Nickerson did, I think, perform admirably in the preseason. Uh, so he will hold that sixth corner spot as things currently stand for this iteration of the Dolphins. Now, when Jalen Ramsey's ready to come back, presuming you don't have any other injuries to Xavier Howard and Cater Kohu and Cam Smith and Eli Apple and Kelvin Joseph, I would expect Perry Nickerson will be the name on the block uh, unless you have injuries elsewhere that would open up roster spots and allow somebody else to come in and be like the bubble guy. I, I would suspect that Perry Nickerson is the bubble guy right now for the Dolphins. You ask me who the 53rd name is on the list, that's probably my guess because he was one of the two that didn't make the initial 53. He ultimately does come back and is one of the two that occupies those two opened up spaces. Uh, Nickerson, my expectations for him this year, uh, he's probably your third in line at nickel where you have Cater Kohu, uh, Kelvin Joseph, who the team obviously acquired at the trade or at the cutdown deadline with the trade from the Dallas Cowboys, and then Perry Nickerson. Uh, and that is further reinforced with Jalen Ramsey and his ability to play in the nickel when Ramsey's ready to come back. That bumps Cater Kohu to the backup slot and the primary outside when you're in nickel. And that domino effect, I, I think, pushes Perry Nickerson, presuming you can find special teams players uh, to handle some of those other responsibilities and obligations elsewhere on the roster. The tight end position, we looked at that one and we said, yeah, I don't I don't think this is sustainable. We had Durham Smythe and Julian Hill, a UDFA, and that's it. Uh, it was a little bit of a bummer to find out that uh, the Dolphins could not sneak Elijah Higgins through the waiver claims. I, I think you look at what the Dolphins practice squad is, and we'll, we'll touch about that in segment three. But they have some vacancies, and I think you can look at a number of players that you're presuming they were hoping to continue to develop. And uh, the, those players got claimed. Elijah Higgins got claimed by five teams in the waiver process. Five. And is it a misjudgment to cut Elijah Higgins? Potentially. I don't know. I mean, you, you cut all the way down to two tight ends. And if you tried to keep Elijah Higgins and pass Julian Hill through, I'd be willing to bet with the way that he played, he'd have got claimed by somebody too. And you look at the running back room, and well, you had Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Devon A. Chain, Savon Ahmed, and Chris Brooks, plus Alec Ingold. You kept six backs on the cut down. Could you have snuck Chris Brooks through? Maybe the fact that they kept them indicates they don't think they could have. So it's one of those things where when you have a talented roster, and I believe the Dolphins do have a talented roster, um, you're going to have to make some hard decisions. And I think that's why you saw Tyler Croft be a player that was cut. He was on a one-year, $1.2 million contract with the team with 
It's only $25,000 in guaranteed money. And they cut him, pushed him through. He effectively stayed at his apartment for a day and then came back to the facility the next day. They put uh, Rob Jones on IR and he took that spot on the 53. And now the Dolphins have three tight ends on the 53. If the Dolphins needed to manufacture an additional space on the 53, as things currently stand, I no longer think Tyler Croft would be the name that's cut because I think Tyler Croft's going to play meaningful snaps for you. But that was a player that you could point to and say, well, we don't want to unnecessarily continue to expose more players to the waiver process in anticipation that they would get claimed. Case in point, Ryan Hayes got claimed by the Indianapolis Colts too. So the Dolphins had these two day three draft picks and Elijah Higgins in the sixth round and Ryan Hayes in the seventh round and neither one of them made the team. Would I have kept Ryan Hayes over Lester Cotton? Probably. I know the team likes him. I just don't see a lot of appeal there. I don't think athletically he's a great scheme fit. Um, and he's a player who's kind of pinballed around. Uh, I, I think from a pecking order of playing the guard positions, now he's probably your primary backup guard right now behind Wynn and Robert Hunt because the only other option is Eichenberg, and Eichenberg has to be available for to snap as well. So uh, I would guess Cotton has passed Eichenberg in the guard pecking order. Now Eichenberg, from a snapping perspective, is going to have the backup snapper or the backup center position ready to go. But then once Rob Jones comes back off, Lester Cotton's going to be your fourth guard. And you also have a backup center that can play guard too. Would I have risked it with either Elijah Higgins or Ryan Hayes in favor of Lester Cotton? No, I would not have. But it is what it is. Um, I, I think it's in part a testament to the hard decisions this Dolphins team had to make. I think it's a testament to uh, the potential of both of those players that they did get claimed. Uh, I, I do think there was maybe a a decision or two I probably would have done differently. I don't think I'm going to lose sleep over a six-round pick, especially when you have a UDFA tight end that that is a little bit more traditional of a player that you're forecasting to be able to take some of those snaps down the road as well. Plus, you got Tanner Connor as the former wide receiver convert playing tight end as a second-year player, as a non-vet vested player on the practice squad that you got back as well. So they'll have options. Do I think Elijah Higgins probably had a higher ceiling? Yeah, I do. It's a bummer. It, that's the nature of cutdowns, though. Um, but Tyler Croft being a veteran player that you're like, okay, we're going to cut you so you don't have to go through waivers. We don't expect you're going to have a huge market. Be ready to come back tomorrow, and we'll sign you back on the 53. And that's exactly what the Dolphins ultimately did with Tyler Croft. So with the Rob Jones and Jalen Ramsey openings with IR, you saw the Dolphins stay offense and defense, respectively. Tyler Croft gives you three tight ends back in the in the tight end room with Durham Smythe, Tyler Croft, and Julian Hill. All blockers. Uh, I've gotten a couple questions from folks. Are, are we concerned at all about uh, the lack of um, upside, I, I suppose, in the tight end room? And I'm not. I know what this tight end room is supposed to do. It's an embodiment of the reinvestment in the running game. And I'll tell you what. You go put up back on the second half of the Jacksonville game and watch 89 and 80, which was Tanner Connor and, and Julian Hill blocking on the edge. Uh, Julian Hill found out that he had a chance to make this 53-man roster, and that man smelled blood in the water because he was a man possessed. 
and the run game. He was getting after guys. Now, going after NFL player, NFL starters is a different story, and I think that's why he'll probably be your third tight end. And it's also worth remembering you have Alec Ingold as well, who as a fullback is technically a fullback, but can line up at H-back and is a, a, one of the more diverse um, backfield blockers in the league. So I think between Ingold, Durham Smythe, Tyler Croft, Julian Hill, they win big bodies, physical blockers. That's what they're going to do. I don't care that they're not going to receive a lot of balls and are just going to be checked down Charlie's in the passing game. That's fine with me. We know what this offense is and what it's not. We also know what a little over half of the practice squad is reported to be, and that's what we're going to finish with here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Tell you what, too, it's it's been really fun to react to all of this with the Locked on Dolphins subtext community. Uh, you can text Dolphins to 305-419-3924, or uh, I do have a sign-up link in the show description that you can use as well to sign up for subtext. So uh, it's a chance for you to create a one-on-one -on -one line of communication with me and text with me directly on your phone. Uh, you also get access to the Locked on Dolphins subtext community. There's some things that we do in there. We we live chat during the games. I share some film clips in there as far as my observations of what is going on in the games and what is going on on film. So you guys kind of get the visual aid of, of what I talk through here on the show and, and try to embody some of those, those plays and, and give you the visual tools as well. So uh, it's a great community that we have building up there. Again, you could text the dolphins to 305-419-3924, or you can use the show or the link in the show description to sign up. It's a couple bucks a month if you like it. If not, you can cancel in the first two weeks free charge. So just food for thought as you get ready for this 2023 season uh, that we are building something special there with the, the Locked on Dolphins subtext. Practice squad. You have eight confirmed, two reported, and six open spots. So the eight confirmed that we have were Braylon Sanders, Tanner Connor, Amala Uave, Cameron Good, Deshaun Hand, Randy Charlton, Alexander Johnson, and Ethan Bonner. So here's a reminder on the dynamics of the special or the, the practice squad these days. You have six of the 16 slots are eligible to players with any amount of NFL experience. You have 10 spots who must be dedicated to players who are first or second year players in the league. So, Braylon Sanders, Tanner Connor, Amala Uluave, Cameron Good, Randy Charlton, Ethan Bonner. These are confirmed names that are first or second year players, and they are occupying the practice squad. Then you have players like Alexander Johnson. Significant amount of NFL experience was a former starter in Denver for Vic Fangio. Deshaun Hand seemed like Vic Fangio liked him too. Had some positive momentum. Thought he was the fourth best interior defensive lineman on the team before he suffered whatever injury it was that uh, disrupted his uh, his progress towards getting ready for the. And if you're watching on YouTube, we just had a jump cut because we just had breaking news. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Wilson, running back, also going on injured reserve, will miss the first four weeks of the season. This explains why you carry five running backs. <laughs> so 
we kind of went through the gauntlet earlier talking about um, decisions on cutting Elijah Higgins. And, well, th- this kind of clues you in on why the Dolphins opted to keep five running backs. Is Elijah or, or Jeff Wilson now is also going on injured reserve. And the corresponding move for the team is bringing in cornerback Justin Bethel, who I actually had on my initial 53-man roster projection. So uh, Bethel is another special teams-type player. Uh, obviously, the team lost crossing. Those dominoes open up for for Perry Nickerson and Justin Bethel to kind of probably play significant special teams roles for the Dolphins. So Miami filling in the blanks a little bit. There was a little bit of a skewed balance towards their roster being very offensive player-heavy. Uh, some of these injured reserve, Jeff Wilson now going on injured reserve as well. You add on a defensive player, the scales tip back up a little bit more. Now, whether Deshaun Hand, who we were just talking about uh, before the breaking news, is the player who at least early on serves as your vet uh, insurance for depth on the interior defensive line, I don't know. Uh, but him being one of these uh, no-limit veterans, I-, I think, is a meaningful acknowledgement uh, because you can elevate him up to three times, and then he would have to go on the 53 if you wanted him to play in a fourth game. So Miami at least has a little bit of a runway here, presuming Deshaun Hand is healthy and ready to go, and the fact that he's on the practice squad and not put on the 53 and converted to injured reserve or anything like that would seem to indicate you know whatever Deshaun Hand is dealing with is more of a minor thing. So that leaves the Dolphins with two practice squad signings that have been reported but not confirmed by the team. Those are Chasen Hines, who's a guard from New England, formerly of LSU, and Joshua Kalu, who is a safety that was most recently with the Tennessee Titans. Those are both, uh, or, or Josh Kalu, I should say, is a no-limit veteran, and Chasen Hines is a second-year player. So that leaves six open spots based off of reports, and you have three that are veteran no-limit players, and then you have three that are first- or second-year players. I would assume that Ryan Hayes and Elijah Higgins would have taken two of those three spots. Now we are reassessing the talent pool and what else is available to figure out who we want to commit and put in those two those two of those three spots as first- or second-year players. For your no-limit guys, we heard it alluded to that uh, Robbie Chosen is considering his options by general manager Chris Greer yesterday, and... If he decides to come back, I would presume he is going to be taking one of those three no-limit wide receiver spots. But ultimately, uh, you're going to have some wiggle room where you can realistically sign anybody. You you have three spots that you can sign anybody to and put them on the practice squad, presuming that it is agreeable to by the player. This stuff's going to move fast. Case in point, we just got some breaking news right here on the show as I'm recording. It's like 10.45 a.m. on... Thursday, we're going to run the show as soon as we're ready here, and uh, we will react to hopefully getting the rest of the practice squad and talk about the upside of those players, talk about the final composition, um, talk about the salary cap implications. That There's a lot of moving pieces here as Miami jostles to get this thing finalized and ready to go. We'll talk about the final product when we see it, but this is your most recent update here on Locked on Dolphins. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find it on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite pods. Fins up. Make it a great rest of your day. I'll be back to talk to you all again soon. Fins up.